The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. I tell you, everything not of Our Lady, not of God, is going to be destroyed, be it financial institutions, governments, whatever they be, they are going away because these two things, the darkness that corrupts that and the light that Our Lady brings forth in our daily apparitions cannot coexist. One will prevail over the other. Who will it be? That was a friend of Medjugorje, July the 1st, two thousand. And nine, welcome to Medjinomics. And it is true, the times that we're living in now are more and more uncertain. And as we hear what a friend of Medjugorje said back in 2009, again, that was also preceded by many years of him saying the very same things that you just heard. And then later on in 2011, Our Lady came and said, everything is passing, everything is falling apart, only the glory of God remains, confirming what we just heard a friend of Medjugorje say. And so what we're going to hear tonight is a friend of Medjugorje speaking to pilgrims that were gathered at Caritas of Birmingham on July the 1st, 2009. So here is a friend of Medjugorje. A people is not so much protected by their ornaments as they are the way of life. 
Our ladies come to teach us many, many things in these days, especially these times that we live. And yet, if she started appearing today, I don't think she could connect to us the way she could have laying the foundation June 24th, 1981, and making an official beginning of apparitions on June 25th, 1981, the next day. A lot's happened since those days in the beginning that a lady first appeared. We can't even imagine the world we live in at this moment right now <clears throat> would deteriorate to this point. Our frame of mind for those who are watching our country, our nation, the world, society, the culture, in 1981 was so bad at that point for the sensitive and the sin and watching society that it wasn't even within our range to gauge what would be under attack and the liberties we've lost at this point. A people never loses liberties when they live the commandments and live by God's ways. It's protected by God, not by man. Our ladies come to remind us of the loss of freedom, enslavement. How does that come about? I was with Ivanka, June 25th, 1989. Our Lady says, Satan has special plans to enslave you through materialism. He is active in this plan. And you can wonder that what is coming, and it's hard to go back to see where we were at that time, and to gauge the deterioration of society. While many people began to pray, we start doing our, our novenas that we're doing right now just after that. Because we felt something was very wrong. The fact that Our Lady came here, the fact that the tree was consecrated before any of this, or before Our Lady came, was the sensitivity of knowing that our nation was off base. That we were in trouble. And as we reflect on the past, and we think about those decisions we make, and we look at how we've inherited a fruit of those bad decisions, our lady comes and says, reflect on your future. We tend to reflect on the past. But she wanted us to be futuristic people looking on the decisions we make at this moment and as we often do reflect on our past and the bad fruit that we have in our life, to look at those decisions we make today, where they will course us to in the future, and reflect into the future projecting that bad fruit. And if you're here today sitting, thinking, where are we headed as a nation? It's scary. It's actually frightening. So frightening that it says... For the one who prays is not afraid of, or rather the one who fasts is not afraid of evil, the one who prays is not afraid of the future. We think at the present, can it get any worse? Our lady wouldn't be saying that unless she knew something in the future would be frightful enough to scare her children. Often our lady says something, it means just the opposite. When Our Lady gave the first message we ever saw, peace, where she said peace nine times. The word peace, we thought, oh, how beautiful. 
Look how they're just talking about peace. And I remember thinking that. I remember where I was sitting when I first read that message. Wow, lady, boy, she's just giving us peace. A few days later, Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. And for 12, 13 weeks on the road with Yvonne on the mountain, Our Lady was saying, pray for peace in the world. Pray for peace. Every message was a continuation from the week before. Pray for peace. I knew by reading that that what she was saying, we're in trouble. We're in serious crisis. Peace is endangered. No friends. It can't be that our lady's coming because everything's well with us. For years on the mountain, I watched our lady say, I pray for the sick. And often on Yvonne's prayer group, tonight a lady prayed especially for the sick. And there were sick people there. But there are a lot more healthy people there. What about us? Until one night, sitting by myself in the dark, off to the side, I realized she's praying for me. I'm sick. I'm touched by society. My heart's been formed in a wrong way. My mentality was not correct. I lost my sensitivity to really what was good, what was right, and what was wrong, and what was bad. And so our lady comes through her messages, given what many say is just mundane, the same messages, they don't say anything, that are given so loosely and so profoundly that they say everything to everybody here individually. The message Joan just read a few moments ago speaks to you in a different way than what it would speak to me because I have different circumstances, different environment, different ways, different uh, levels of way different people live. I didn't know there were Hindu monks and monasteries in Italy. I thought everybody was Catholic. But I had a Hindu write to me one time from a monastery in Italy. And he says, truly these are universal messages because the lady doesn't contradict anything in an ancient religion. Profound. Our Lady is touching the heart of a Hindu, leading them on the way. Our Lady said that it does not suffice to be Catholic to go to heaven, but that one lives the commandments of God. We don't push Catholicism here. You don't even see it in our writings. And yet, I can tell you this, more Catholics have converted, or people converted to Catholicism through this mission than anything I know around. That's because we convey the message of our lady through the way we live. So it's by your, by your life, our lady says witness. By your ways that you walk, that you convey who your God is. And it's in that way that God protects you. Not by your ornaments. How strong was the walls of Jericho? Very strong. But inside Jericho, there was corruption. 
And inside, Joshua and his men, without defense, marching around the walls of Jericho, God tore down those walls. Over and over and over, we saw Israel defeated when they were very strong. Physically, with their ornaments and their capabilities. Over and over and over, we saw Israel very weak, and yet overcome the enemies when they were strong spiritually. The plan of Our Lady is to come to show us that our protection is not in Washington, not in our ornaments, but in the way we live. Because the people is not so much protected by the ornaments as they are the way of life. If you won't change, if you want something to happen in this nation, you change yourself. Not everybody else. You're here because I did that. I wanted to come back and change my life. My life changed my family. My family changed those around. And a community formed. And you're here even though I don't want you sitting in my woods. But a lady showed me what she wanted this to me. She gave me a message once through Maria. Many, I, I want to teach you more what sacrifice means. I told Maria, what is she going to teach me? I'm suffering. I'm persecuted. I have difficulties. What is she going to teach me about sacrifice? I, I was really flipping about that. Because I was into Padre Pio. I was into mortification. I was into arduous uh, fasting and doing things. And I didn't know nothing about sacrifice. I can say I really didn't know anything at that point, even though I thought I did. I'd been reading about the saints. But I didn't know what Our Lady wanted to teach me. Because she says the greatest sacrifice is the sacrifice of love. She says you don't know God's love, you only know human's love or human love. So for us to survive in the future, for us to find our way in the future, is only by love. Does that mean we sit down and roll over? No, by no means. We fight. We fight the laws they're trying to pass. We fight society, what they're trying to do to us. But we're never going to win. Except when we have the love of God first in our heart and everything second. Not our material assets, not our ways, not what we want to cling to and hold on to, but a way of life. Your desires, your intentions, your plans can never be superior to God's wants for you. Never. And it leads to happiness. And so what's in your struggle with God today? What is it that you want, that you have, that you won't let go, that won't, you won't allow God to change in you? Our Lady's coming to tell us to change your mentality. How does she say that? Convert. What does conversion mean? Metanoia. Metanoia means to change one's mentality. There's things we don't understand. There's things I still don't understand about these messages, and we read them all the time. We're here today for a serious reason. Because we can't experience revival. We cannot experience change in our nation until we ourselves put on our sackcloth as Nineveh and repent for our sins. Because I've contributed to great sins in society. You've done the same thing. And our small sins, as I wrote in the prayer for the healing of our land that we pray each day with the novena. It is we who've made this environment. 
What cursor curses in front of Mother Teresa? If you know Jerry Brown, he was a little bit left wing in, in California running for governor there. He went and spent three months with Mother Teresa. He was in awe of her. I watched President Clinton in Colorado with John Paul standing here and Clinton standing here and John Paul condemning abortion and in the light that he put forth in these words, Clinton was binded even though he was doing something else with law, even though he didn't believe it. And he's just sitting there shaking his head with John Paul in agreement. Because darkness and light doesn't stay darkness. Our lady's last message, actually message before last, to Mariana, May 2nd, 2009. Our lady was very sad. She only gave a message and blessed us. Dear children, already for a long time I've given you my motherly heart and offering you my son to you. You are rejecting me. Is she talking to the non-believers? They're not listening. Is this the day for the non-believers? Certainly is, but who's paying attention? Us. Each one of us, if we stood before Jesus Christ himself today, would tell us, so much that would shock us of atheistic belief that we have in our hearts. Be us a pauper, a priest, a rich, poor. Because we're so touched by society the way it's been formed by the devil. Yes, by the devil. You live in a system that's created, birthed, nurtured, and constructed by Satan himself. And yet we want to hold on to that. And we're a little bit uneasy and insecure about our future because we've invested and we got a 401ks and we got a retirement, we got all these plans, and suddenly we see that vanishing. I tell you, everything not of Our Lady, not of God, is going to be destroyed, be it financial institutions, governments, whatever they be, they are going away because these two things, the darkness that corrupts that and the light that Our Lady brings forth in our daily apparitions cannot coexist. One will prevail over the other. Who will it be? And where would that be, victory be? Our Lady says, you, I feel there are those in their heart who are carrying the victory of my immaculate heart. Her victory is not in her heart, but you possessing her immaculate heart. She told Mariana, you will understand why I'm so pressed when I'm in heaven. Because even the visionaries saw her and wondered, what does she keep pushing us for? What does she want six or four hours of prayer a day? Yana says, if we tell people to pray four hours a day, they'll back away. They'll back out of this. She says, even you don't understand. It's only a sixth of your day. And we so easily excuse prayer. But we take our medicine the doctor gives us. And what the nurse, the supreme nurse, the mother brings us, we don't always want to take. It's not palatable to what we want to do. It contradicts our way or what, we, what we want. So they says, you are rejecting me. This is fresh. Today's June, July 1st. Tomorrow will be the 2nd. We'll hear from Mariana. So we're only a month over from the previous message of this May 2nd message. And it's not the non-believers. Yes, this will apply to them in the future because the messages will apply to everybody 100 years from now. 
but she's talking to you and to me. And so we see often when we go to conversion in Medjugorje that suddenly it's not very pleasant. They say, man, I had it better when I was a sinner. I may go back to that. It's a lot easier. But when you connect with God, when you start praying, you got to be purified. You cannot go to heaven without suffering. And our human thinking is often just the opposite. Finally, I'm connected with God. Finally, I'm walking the right path, and things are tearing to pieces on me. Everything's falling apart. Well, Satan's going to attack you. Or they said, Satan knows he can't have those who consecrate themselves to her. But he's not going like, to make your life pleasant. Not at all. So it's a constant fight. It's a constant struggle. A struggle so hard, sometimes you just wish you could go home. To eternity. Often more than you want to take. <clears throat> I fell in the trap. Yeah, Mary, I want to be a saint. Yeah, I'll be a saint. Until she gave me the opportunity to be one. Said, hey, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Hey, come on, take this back. The pit got lower, it got lower, got lower, got lower. And I said, it can't go no lower. And it opens up and gets lower. I read about the books. I was reading this romantic idea about what saints were. It ain't fun. And it's not going to be fun for you. Right in this elevator one day, I, I, I somebody was challenging me about it. I said, I want you to be a saint. And she says, I don't want to be a saint. I said, then you're going to hell because only people who are saints go to heaven. That's all a saint is, is somebody who's in heaven. So you're called to be a saint. And with that sainthood, you're called to suffer. But Our Lady gives an interesting message that she says that if you live a message, you'll, you'll, you'll walk a better way that will contain every sweetness of life. It's both elements. But that pressure often makes us reject Our Lady, as she just said. You are rejecting me. You are permitting sin to overcome you more and more. Here we are, we've been walking with Our Lady for 28 years, and she's coming saying more and more sin's overcoming you. Just a few days ago, I was in Maria's chapel. There was the last apparition there. So I went in with Maria because we were gonna, she was going to ask a lady something. We went in inside. And I'm behind Maria during the apparition. And there's an Italian woman right over here. And she's, our lady appears. And I hear something go beep, beep. I turn right there. She's got this stupid cell phone out looking at her text message in the middle of the apparition. What is it with people that you can't even have the mother of God appearing and they got to check this thing? they got to be so connected. They're rejecting Our Lady. They, they've lost so much discernment that more and more they're overcome by this. It's their God. It's dangerous. The thing we fondle. Look at the thing how people treat it like it's a God. They sleep with it. I heard the youth put it underneath the pillow. And they won't let the mom and dad say, get out of the bed, but they'll let this thing wake them up at 2 o'clock in the morning in case the friends call them. What is their God? What is their idol? You are permitting sin to overcome you more and more. You're permitting it to master you and to take away your power of discernment. This woman had no discernment, no sensitivity of what is God. Yesterday, we allowed some people to come to the bedroom. 
during the apparition. Our Lady's appearing. It's real peaceful. It's quiet. It's beautiful in there. The bedroom's a beautiful place. People say, you, you still sleep in there? Our Lady came and entered right into our life. Yeah, every night. And I can't go to bed without thinking who stands on this bed and the beauty and the gift of having that. So we had people in there yesterday and I hear this buzz. Somebody's cell phone in their purse during the apparition. At least 10 times buzzing. You can't even read the rules and get this thing. Don't, don't bring it to these grounds. And if that has to stay with you that strongly, don't come out here. Because you're permitting sin to overcome you more and more. This blocks your ability to see and be sensitive to what God's doing. Am I harping just about this one thing? No, but this is one example of many things in our life that we're not willing to let go of. How can you be here and retreat and connect to God and stay connected to what the world offers? Get rid of that for five days. Can you just walk away from it? If you can't, you won't be touched here by Our Lady. And anybody that comes here and opens a heart can't help but be touched by the grace. The conditions are rough, it's hot, but she calls you here to sacrifice. Because with that sacrifice, change comes. To take away the power of your discernment. My poor children, not my rich children, my children, my dear beloved children, my poor children, look around you and see the signs of the times. Jesus Christ says, watch for the signs of the times. Mary comes and says, look around you and see the signs of the times. This is biblical times. This is the woman of Revelations, chapter 12. If not now, when? If not in the past, how could it be in the past? It couldn't have been. It can't be now. Read it. Contemplate it while you're on these grounds. While you're in the midst of bathing in the light of the, la of the lady, our lady, our mother. Do you think that you can do without God's blessings? Our lady said, you built a whole new world without God as if you were your own creator. Without God's blessing. And yet, every newspaper or newscast and everything reporting about the financial situation or the jobs and what's going on, we cringe about what may happen when it's a good thing. A lady says, I bring you into a new time. A new time where you will get to know God more. Uh-oh. We've got people we've seen for years at our church that never come out here until the doctor says, you got terminal cancer. Can we come in your bedroom? And that's okay, because through suffering, God can reach us. But do you want to wait till that time comes like that? Alay says, this is the time of grace. Alay says, use this time well. Alay says, don't waste this time. You have an opportunity in the time of grace to act upon it, to be purified, to walk this way. Or you can go through it after the time's over, and we're out of the time of grace. The instructors of who are those who help them are those of us who've walked this in apostleship with the lady. Ivanka was just told a few days ago, pray for, be my apostles, pray for peace, peace, peace. Can you imagine the mother of God coming to you and say, be my apostle? 
And you say, well, I will be later. Why? Because we're too comfortable. Why? Because we, we're addicted to two things. Or either things are so rooted into our life, we're not willing to give those things and tearing them out. Because to tear something off means to be, to do something ravage. To do something difficult. And it's not pleasant. Conversion is not always pleasant. But it, it is sweet because you get the inner serenity of peace. Do not, do you think, or rather, do you think that you can do without God's blessings? Do not permit darkness to envelop you. What's the opposite of that? My children, darkness is going to envelop you. What's the opposite of that? What she said. Do not permit darkness to envelop you. Why? Because darkness is going to envelop you if you allow it, if you lost your power of discernment, if you, don't, if you don't accept Our Lady now in the time of grace. You're drowned in it. So you see, Our Lady's not coming because we're healthy. Our Lady's not coming to restore what you're hoping for and to keep that job or keep, keep that 80% of your wealth that you had or if you're impoverished to, to help win that lottery because maybe on the poor sides are just as wrong, if not more so, sometimes than people who might have means. And this whole class of hatred for people that have because they have nots, all this is from the devil. If God blesses one with wealth, so be it. I'm not jealous of that. Why have we been told from Washington we should hate that? Abraham Lincoln said, in essence, do not tear down the house of another, which would ensure that once you build your house, that it would be also protected. We've had dangerous mentalities developed in our country. Very dangerous. For those who produce, for those who don't produce. Oh, hatred is growing up. We saw the war in Bosnia develop on television. We don't watch television now. We, we hadn't stopped it at that point. But I saw in Belgrade they hold up signs to kill the Pope. All in Belgrade. The Croatians saw that. They got angry. They did the same thing. Belgrade did something, and it anted up. And Visca said in Paris, she gave a talk. She says, war starts in the heart, and it will manifest out physically. And it happened. And that was a hellacious, demonic war. Peter Jennings did a special at that time on this war and called it the, the land of the demons because it was so hellacious. Yes, there's just war. Yes, there's things in Washington that's going on that, that certainly are bigger than the circumstances that founded this nation that we need to act upon by whatever means and that, when that comes, it comes, how God gives it to us. But we need to walk with peace always in our heart. The very act of Our Lady's warfare. The first war, the first battle took place in heaven. Can you imagine that? Between the good and the bad angels. A war. But the first war, the first battle, is yourself. The conquering of those faults, turning away from them, going to Our Lady, being purified. To walk in the light with her. And it is painful in the beginning. It is difficult. But eventually you'll be picking good fruit amidst the bad fruit to where the bad fruit diminishes as the trees that you plant by living her way 
turns into more and more good fruit, you in turn will start inheriting this. The bitterness starts diminishing. Do not permit darkness to envelop you for the depth or rather from the depth of your heart cry out for my son. Why? Why cry out for the death of my son? I mean, do you really see sitting here that you need to really do something that's so desperate right now you feel this darkness all over you so much that you need to do this at this moment? What is she saying here? Something that we're going to need to do in the future. When we read this and we really see this darkness surrounding us, she says, from the depth of your heart cry out for my son. His name, not somebody else's, not somebody from some other religion, not some other man, but Jesus Christ, his name disperses even the greatest darkness. There's no darkness, nothing will prevail upon us or society that's coming that Jesus' name won't disperse. I will be with you. You just call me. Here we are, Mother. Lead us. And that's why you're here today. For your mother to lead us. And you have been listening to a friend of Medjugorje speaking to pilgrims in front of the Tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages at Caritas, Alabama, July the 1st, 2009. As we hear his words, we become more emboldened and more strengthened in seeing how prophetic his words have been. That can give us even more confidence in Our Lady and her messages that through the direction which she is giving to us through her messages, we can be prepared for anything that comes our way in the future. And so to conclude here again as a friend of Medjugorje, July the 1st, 2009. Often in the spiritual life, you're going to say to yourself, how many times can I be killed? Like a cat, nine times. How much more will it be that I suffer like this? How many shots are going to get fired at you? That's fatal. How many things in your life that you have to die to yourself, to your family, to your spouse, to your friends, to your work? The Mother Mary will bring us peace. What do we have to do to have that peace? There's often times that you'll want to go home. And so to fight this battle, I'm calling you to be an apostle. The war you'll fight. Mother Mary, our mother, bringing us this peace. How many shots do we have to have fired at us? How many times do we have to die? How many battles will come upon us? How long will this take? Until we can go home. I was there in the winter of 64 When we camped in the ice at Nashville's door Three hundred miles our trail had led We barely had time to bury our dead When the Yankees charged and the colors fell 
Overton Hill was a living hell When we called retreat it was almost dark I died with a grape shot in my heart Say a prayer for peace For every fallen son
But we can't come home No, we can't come home Till the last shots fire When you enter this battle You'll long to go home. But we got a duty, a responsibility to carry forth what she wants implemented. And we're her tools, her extended hands, to be formed, to be tried, to be soldiered. To use what she called a weapon. To fight. Fight for peace. First in my heart. And my witness. For my conversion, for your conversion, one to another, as a chain links around the world. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.